Megan's back. Her holly bag's over. Megan is forced to return to the turgid pool of venality and cynicism that is the German news. There's the miserable retreat from Afghanistan, sycophancy to billionaires in Brandenburg, and the latest election stats. Pina coladas all round! Yes, I can. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's time for, for, for Megan's Megacan again after a little while. I'm very excited to be here. I'm Megan. I'm here with Ex-Berliner Magazine and Conrad Werner. Hi, Conrad. Hello. Thank God you're back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you. so excited to be here. I missed you so much. Um, yeah, and we got to hug because we're both vaccinated. Yeah. Ah, it's too exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm very glad you're back. Uh, my brother filled in a couple of times. I really, really enjoyed listening to Basti's beer can. I listened to it on the plane at one point and I was just like, I was wearing my mask, obviously. And I think the person beside me thought I was mad because I was just like rocking with a silent laughter for a long time. Yeah. So thank you very, very much, Basti. Yes, thank uh, you. You did an excellent job. Yeah. Despite already having a very busy job. And everyone should go to the crazy bastard shop and kitchen kitchen and shop i think it's called and get some delicious hot sauce and also have some food i believe it's peruvian this week oh is that the is that the arepas yeah that kind of thing oh my they are they are so good (laughs) they are like go go now stop listening to this and go now or just put it on your in your earbuds yeah and go down there walk there listening to this yeah do that good do that I'm, I'm glad you're back because I think uh, uh, Sebastian was obviously very witty, but uh, you bring a, a kind of political fervor with you. <laughs> I you know. Bring a certain passion. Yeah, I think it's good. I'm glad that you've missed my fervor. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think I need to try and also listen more and ask more questions because I feel like my political fervor is good, but could also be, shall we say, more based in fact. Sometimes people ask me things about things and I realise I have no idea. I'm like, I do actually host, technically, a political <laughs> podcast. I'm like, um... I've just... Should we... Do we need to close the door? No. Why? Do we, Can often you No. I just don't know if we usually... I've forgotten how this goes. Do we usually have the door open? Will people... Well, in the it's summer, nice. yeah. You might be able to hear some sparrows in the background. Yeah, but that's pleasant. Sparrows yeah. and traffic. The signs of... Yeah, that's okay. I All mean, right. I think that will still be audible. I mean, Good. some of these sparrows, I'll definitely though, still be audible. <laughs> they're, they're very feisty. I've, um, I've got some pretty feisty sparrows. You give them an inch. Take an absolute mile. <laughs> yeah. I know, I've heard about this with people with balconies having to kind of like fight them off <laughs> yeah. stuff. Booze! Yeah. That's another exciting thing. Have you even had a mega can the entire time I've been away? I'm trying to think. Yes, I have. Good. I sat by the canal with a friend and... Good work, because you're always like, oh, I never drink mega cans like extracurricularly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's insane. Well, this time I did a bit of homework. Um, somewhat excitingly, I have a new one. Oh, cool. We're not going to like it, I don't think. Because it's pina colada and it oh is bound God. to be 100% disgusting. <laughs> but it's a new one. And in the interest of research, we have to try it. We have to, okay, good, yeah. I'm going to pass you it. You can describe what you see. We've both got the same one. I considered getting you a different one that might be nice, and then I didn't. (laughs) Okay, good. Describe what you see. 
It says Shatless. It does. <laughs> and I don't know why. I History does not relate why it is called... I mean... At first, when I only saw this like one side of the can, I just saw Tlers, and I and I'm in my head. The first thing I thought was Hitler's, <laughs> but then it and then it rolled around the can. Well, at least it's probably going to be a. potentially that's it. And then I thought of Tatler, which would have been the magazine, and now it's yeah. Shatler. It's like a parody of Tatler. Yeah, and it's I like... don't know why. There's no indication on here, but it's rum and pineapple and coconut. God, this is going to be horrific. Um, enjoy it cold or with ice and they very helpfully showed you how to put ice in a glass and pour it and say 150 grams of ice results in a null comma fia cocktail oh right is this not it's not going to be like squash is it it's not like you're supposed to dilute it i feel like we're gonna have to drink it and answer it that question cheers oh okay good oh my god it's not fizzy (laughs) (laughs) it's not fizzy it's not fizzy it's just some kind of. <laughs> it's not bad, but it it it's not fizzy. It's weird. Why did they not make it fizzy? I think they didn't realize what a mega can is. I don't. Yeah, this is wrong. I I I quite like it. It just tastes kind of like a pina colada. But it's all coconutty and weird. Okay. Yeah, that's what a pina colada is. is. I, Enjoy. I don't know what a pina colada is. This is it. Like, okay. that's not a bad pina colada, but I think what we were hoping for was like a mega, or what I was hoping for was like a mega can version of a pina colada, which would have been a disgusting fizzy drink. Right. Flavored like coconut. But this is well, just. They've gone for an actual pina colada. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I wish I'd brought it back up, but. I feel like I should put some spudelwasser in it. It does feel. It's really weird that it's not fizzy. It's like a kind of, yeah. It's just a drink. It's a wee bit fizzy. Perlich as the uh, perlich. It's like the, the lightly fizzy. You know, like there's a lot of like five different levels I, of fizziness. I, I do. For anyone who is not resident in Germany and actually not German, this is a weird, weird thing that exists here where it's not just fizzy water and non-fizzy water. There's five. Right, you talk us through it. You're well, there's German, like a Conrad. there's like medium. Yeah. And there's classic, which is also the full fizziness medium and then there's Which is less fizzy yeah and then there's light and then there's also perlich it just means pearly oh. <laughs> it just like means that means like delicately they're little delicate little bubbles that sh- uh, that's just, what they mean by just, perlich i think i've seen that but only on wine i think that's what and then they have like yeah i mean they just they're drinks companies they gotta come up with all kinds of shit don't they Words but only in Germany, it. I think, could you market so much fizzy water. <laughs> there are different types of fizzy water, yeah. I will say, though, be... that I am so kind of like angedeutscht that we're getting fizzy water making machine in work and we're all mm. really excited. A soda stream. I'm hoping not for a soda stream because I think they're bad and have uh, factories where they shouldn't in the West Bank. But yes, basically. Okay. <laughs> so that right. was a good little segue from drinks into politics. Good, yeah. What's going on? I don't want to hear very much of any of this, but... <laughs> well, you're back now. I'm back Your now. Your holiday's over and <laughs> you've got to listen to depressing stuff. Oh, okay. Um, fair enough. The first thing that happened was that... Um, you might have heard that Afghanistan has been overrun by the Taliban this whole That's week. That's why all I've heard. Well, I no, I have been reading a little bit, but it's not good. Yeah, especially uh, this is especially devastating for some people in the... Well, for the Germans, it's what's most relevant is Kunduz, 
which is a northern province and mm-hmm. a city um, where the Germans were generally based. And um, yeah, I, I spoke to a few veterans who, you mm-hmm. know, um, uh, saw some of their uh, comrades killed there. Oh, and um, they were extremely upset and angry with the politicians for the... Um, the, the the quick withdrawal and um, they feel like they've betrayed the Afghan people. They feel like Germany has betrayed the Afghan people as the whole of the West has. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been it's been because like, nobody really expected. People thought this. Yeah, would happen. they they sort of announced this like withdrawal earlier this year, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, and what- Joe Biden wanted to get them out by September 11th. That was like the why because it would be the 20th anniversary of 9/11. And it would be like neat. That's I, that is, I think, the reason why. And so they've all left now already. And it's not going well. The Germans left end of June with the rest of the the forces. So they were they were stationed in different places. But the fall of Kunduz happened last Friday, and this was kind of for, for psychologically for a lot of for the Germany. This was a big deal because Kunduz was the place that they were kind of you yeah. know, that they were they were stationed and they were in charge of, and they were like, this is where we're going to help, you know. Like they weren't they weren't um, supposed to be fighting there. They were supposed to be helping build up the road system, yeah. the schools, schools for girls and women, and um, the this uh, the um, digging wells was a big thing. We we're going to drill a lot of wells in uh, um, Afghanistan, and that was that's what it that's kind of why and and it was considered in this is like 2005 when they first went there. No, 2003. Sorry, this was considered like the safest part of Afghanistan. It was like the, it was where the, the stable, the most stable security situation was in the north, and Germany was like, we can help there. It was also you have to remember as well, like the whole thing with Afghanistan was was it was going to be the better version of Iraq. You know, like mm. Iraq was seen as like this total mess. It was like this illegal war. The Americans went in without an international mandate. They mm-hmm. killed loads of people. Mm-hmm. Occupied, you know, it was just, uh, it was, just, it, it was really unpopular. Uh, and then, and and Afghanistan was supposed to be the correction to that. Afghanistan was supposed to be like, we're gonna, okay, we're gonna do it properly this time. We're gonna be there for a long time, and we're gonna, we're gonna um, uh, create security, and we're gonna, um, you know, develop the country and make it like less ruled by the Taliban. And um, that was the idea, anyway. So that was that was why that was how um, America got or NATO got the, the international forces together. That's why Germany said they would be involved with it because they said, "Okay, we can do that." That's like because Germany did not take part in the Iraq War, but it did yeah. take part in the, uh, Afghanistan because they thought, "Right, okay, this is something good. This we can this is worth fighting for." Yeah, and so that was kind of and then, but it can they kind of got increasingly dragged into fighting while they were they started going it was going quite well at first but then after a few years and by 2009 it was like a they started getting dragged more and more into firefights with the taliban and i remember at the time it was just and then when there was this one incident where a german officer ordered an airstrike on a um on two oil tankers he got an american airstrike onto these two oil tankers which which, which were parked in Kunduz yeah they they um and it was then they killed like at first everyone said they were killed over 100 people with these airstrikes it was yeah. like a really it was a really bad thing the defense minister at the time ended up resigning because he misled parliament about it 
it was just huge it was yeah. considered a huge scandal and it was think that was that was the moment when the the, the german army was like no longer had blood on its hands you know that, yeah that was, yeah we, we would like they he ordered that airstrike so it was he was part of it and yeah um, and then it was like it got it kind of got worse and worse after that and this um i mean there's some difference of opinion like last week there was actually a a court case over this and some federal judges said it wasn't over 100 civilians it was more like more like 40 people and they were probably mostly taliban fighters but anyway at the time it was just a huge yeah huge scandal. this was in 2009 yeah and then by 2010 like german soldiers started to be were being killed quite regularly like up to um like altogether like 59 german soldiers were killed in afghanistan Oof. and this is the first time that Germany's ever been like the you know post war this is the first time Germany's yeah. been, ever been involved in like serious serious fighting and and an asymmetric war yeah it was just really really unpopular and then and then there was this kind of this whole mission change and America tried to do like it tried to do it differently like America changed their tactics like 2010 2011 and they tried yeah. to like be less militaristic and more kind of okay we're going to help the people yeah. because it's not it's not, obviously not working because every time you you do an airstrike like that or bomb somewhere, you create more terrorists than you yeah. kill, you know, yeah. you end up because they turn all the people against you. Yeah. But it was kind of, but it'd be kind of, kind of this sort of halfway house, this sort of half-heartedness. And a lot of these soldiers were like, we're not, we're not really doing anything there. Like yeah. now that we're, we're kind of, we like after 2014, all the combat troops left in 2014. So after 2014, NATO only had, what were called training troops there they were just like secure like uh, maintaining security they weren't fighting anymore and but they were training they were supposed to be training the afghan government forces you know yeah but it was all a bit half-hearted and they and i think that the 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 impression i get is that that what these veterans that i talked to said to that that it was kind of logical for them to all withdraw because they weren't really doing anything there anyway but now um and no one expected it to be like now that the, the Taliban would just completely like Donald Trump did a did a oh, that's the other thing the Donald Trump did like this sort of half-hearted peace agreement which wasn't really a peace agreement and Joe Biden basically used that that kind of crap peace agreement so- with the Taliban to say okay we'll get out now and because it's 20 years since 9-11 so there's no point us being there and we've just like we've just abandoned the country and yeah like In my absolute ignorance, I had sort of assumed that because everyone was withdrawing, maybe there was some kind of Afghanistan had become much more secure or something. But I don't know how I'm I'm incredibly ignorant about this, obviously, but that you can't do that. Yeah, they weren't like it was it was clear that this one soldier that I spoke to this week, he said it it was was quite clear to them if they left. Yeah, they wouldn't that the Afghan forces wouldn't be able to maintain security. I mean, it was surprised to many that it happened that it has happened so quickly that they've overrun the country like yeah. this quickly, and now they're just like Germany is already talking about um, evacuating its embassy in Kabul, and America's talking about it. it's like a um, Jesus which is, Christ! It's like it's, it's almost like just giving up on the whole thing, and um, yeah, it's like it's a real tragedy, and it's worst for. The, the absolute the way it's absolutely worse for all the um afghans who were trying to help the bundeswehr like because they were they were we you know we were like really dependent the german army was really dependent on locals to help them with like everything with yeah. like 
everything from um, uh, translating, cooking and cleaning, um, like the, the, the like food delivery. It was just like they had like loads of people working for them. And so not only is there, there like a political and like literal very physical risk to life thing but there's also like a massive socioeconomic impact yeah um, because they've taken away a big employer yeah well more than anything is that we the, the, we promised those people that that they would get asylum in germany you know we promised them that they would be able to come we better to be fucking Gym. giving them asylum. So what's happened is that, um, well, we are like they are like Af- like the, the, all they're they're called in German. The word is Ortskräfte. It means like local support staff, yeah. right? So they're all those On people. On the ground staff, or we say local, yeah. Local. Yeah. So they're all um, entitled to come to Germany, and they will get a three-year. Um, they, they they don't have to submit an asylum um, application. They like they're, they're, they're like fast tracked. You know they're getting a three year yeah. um, residency. Um, they have a right to work. Everything this like is, that. Yeah, I heard something about this on the radio. I don't know if they were specifically talking about this. But this is why it would be good to have a bit more context because the radio was kind of saying like there are more Afghani people arriving in Germany because of the problems that they're having in their country. So obviously Germany has to like, uh, uh, not deal with it, like rechnen, like to, they got to work that, or like that's going to happen. But they weren't saying like, oh, these are the lads. Maybe it was different people, but if it is people that have been like helping out the Bundeswehr and who have now been abandoned, then that's good context to give on the radio, Berliner Rundfunk. (laughs) But it's, <laughs> so people, you know, because we do have the old racist problem, don't we? <laughs> um, so but we're not talking about that many people. We're talking about like 460 people, something like so that. To some people, that's going to seem like a lot because we don't... Um, plus their families. So it's, it comes yeah. to like 2,500. But the thing is, these people are... The Taliban will kill them. Like they will kill them if they stay in Afghanistan. Fuck. Because they, because they worked with, the, with, with Germany, with the German military. Like that is... <sighs> And they, their lives are. That's why they're all. Yeah. Being, they're, they're all desperate to come over because their lives are actually in danger now. But the the, the bureaucracy of it no. is just getting really really complicated. Please tell me they've got them out and then they will do the paperwork. Well, they're coming out now. They they're, they're trying to organise getting them out now. No, no. You just you just put them on planes and then we sort it out here. <laughs> but, like we love doing paperwork here. <laughs> no. But no, that's not what's happening. There's they have to get visas there. And but, they have the, to but the, talk the, to... The, even I know that the Taliban are literally fucking everywhere now. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, it is... Like, oh but I think they're, they're, being, they're being sort of... Um, it's, taking, it's taking longer than it should. And this, it's all be- bit complicated because um, a lot of the people weren't working directly for the German government and the Bundeswehr, but were working for, like, subcontracting companies. And so they have to prove, and obviously the Taliban don't care whether what kind of contract, what they said on their contract, but they have to um, prove to the German authorities that they were working for, you know, like that they were helping and that, and that their lives are in danger now. And so it's like really complicated. And they've, so they have to, and it's, and, and because like these cities are just being one from, these being overrun like one day to the next, it's all, it's all, getting a bit much and so now they are like but but this week they had the right to come here and they had the right to get a visa but they had to organize their own flights and pay for their own flights to get here 
like that was that was like they, a lot of people were um they said you can come and you can get yeah, and everything but you've got you got to get, pay for your own flights and a lot of people were arriving it was just absolute chaos people were arriving and they didn't know where they were supposed to go because they were supposed to be organized by the you know the Königsberger principle of with all those asylum seekers they get divided up according to the state like they get you know like they get divided up and um i don't know what the Königsberger principle is but it's like it's like that they're supposed to when when you when, this is a german this is like a german yeah thing. it's like a, okay uh, i probably haven't said it right but um basically that's uh, proportional to the to the size of each state that's how many refugees are supposed to go there that's how okay. they organize all the asylum seekers they they okay. go to they they get to sent to like so and so many go to Berlin and so and so many go to Hamburg and so and so really many like go to Bavaria. Humane. These are like former employees. But anyway, that's a conversation and, um, for a different day because. But a lot of them also have relatives here, so they'd often like to go to exactly. specific places. Are they allowed to do that? Is that no? Really dumb? First, they have to go to the state that they're assigned. But the other thing is like they that none of them know this. Like even if they've arrived here this week or last week, they they come here. And then they just arrive at the airport and there's no one to pick them up. There's just some of them have been sleeping in airports and stuff this week because they've just gotten like whole families have been sleeping in airports, just sort of, you know, phoning people, trying to figure out where they're supposed to go. Organize this. Like, sort of honestly, thing. this. Yeah. Like I the the levels of the dehumanizing ways in which kind of immigration and asylum and stuff work is. Yeah. It's just something that so many of us don't have to ever experience. And it's just just horrific like I just when I think of how pissed off I get when I'm like going through airports and they don't have like like it's oh god fuck that's really awful that's what's been happening this week oh it's a bit of a uh, disaster in all ways I mean the the, the German bureaucracy and these are the people like who can get it, out like yeah people who are just like I can't that's also something that we just never really have to reckon with just like that idea that your city is going to fall and like sh- like that yeah. you know it's just um terrifying fuck so and um yeah the taliban and people are and people kind of always knew this like one of the um the veterans said to me that one of the german soldiers that i spoke to this yeah. week he said to me that um like the the Afghans were very friendly to the German soldiers. They were much friendlier to the German soldiers than the American soldiers because they yeah. saw the Germans as like being like they had to they had to build the country up. Yeah. But they also, in the back of their minds, you could tell they were thinking, well, how long are you going to be here, and how yeah. long are the Taliban going to be here, and probably the Taliban will be here longer. Yeah. So, you know what? Like, what would you do? You know, like they were like, you're gonna you're gonna hedge your bets. Whose side are you going to be on? If if you're not going to stay, then why yeah. why are we going to why are we going to take your side? Exactly, um, and it's such a like fraught way to have to live, like mm. you know, and and great, that's cool. So America made the decision to withdraw, but like who does who pulled like who decided in? Uh... Well, once the Americans decided, no one's no one's going to because the Americans had loads more soldiers there than anyone else. So, so they don't. So, so they know that it's a fucking yeah. Oh great! It was officially a, it was officially a NATO um, mission. Ah, it, so NATO. Yeah, it's like ISAF, they, but but NATO is just a, an alliance of countries. NATO doesn't have any of its own soldiers. Yeah. So it's you know, like it's whoever feels like contributing a few soldiers, they get sent over there, 
and Germany had like I think after like Germany in the in the UK all sent soldiers there, but there was much f- far fewer. And loads of countries sent soldiers, like all the Poland sent soldiers. Yeah, too. like every everyone sent. Soldiers. But um, but they're all going like oh, okay. So they've all left now. In fact, now the Americans are talking about sending soldiers back just to um, help their uh, embassy staff get out safely. Like, uh, like they have to, they have to sort of send. I mean, they should like if if that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. but like, fuck you. Yeah, it's a bad situation. That's really fucking shit. And it's a, just a, it's just like a waste of twenty years of everyone's life and time, and and money and um, <sighs> and you know, it's just all so pointless. Uh, okay, more news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go the, on then. There's the. So you might have noticed the election campaign has still been going on in your absence. It has been very, um, very exciting. What's been, well, what's been happening? Well, it turns out that um, that Armin Lasher is a really bad candidate. Yeah, well, we knew these... that, didn't we? Yeah. Did we? I don't know. I was he... kind of, I was trying to find like something in our text to each other, like a password or something you sent me, and then we were really excited when. Like, we were like, thank God, it's Lashet. <laughs> Whenever he won the, like, candidature for, for being chancellor. Yeah, well... Just because he wasn't Söder. Yeah, because we all thought Söder would be awful and, he, and Mertz would be really awful. Oh, well, Mertz, like, thank fuck. Um, thank fuck it's not Mertz. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I mean, Lashet is running this campaign as if he's already the chancellor. Like, he's he is. Just, uh, he's he's pretending. He's just so entitled. He just looks so entitled to it. He is and just that classic to me, entitled white man from who's just and he's he's just prancing around, making yeah. a tit of himself. As far as I can tell, when I was away, I didn't even even away on my holly bags and entirely off social media still managed to see his enormous gaffe uh, where he's laughing um, on camera when like literally hundreds of Germans have yeah, lost died their homes and, stuff. and lost yeah. their home like th- hundreds more of like lost their homes he can't even fucking behave himself when there's a camera on him in the pr- in the presence of the fucking president of Germany yeah no it's terrible and um, he, he did a gaffe today as well when he um he so he went to meet so elon musk oh dear christ that is my like you know sometimes you think of like your your ultimate kind of threesome that would be (laughs) low (laughs) i mean elon musk even not even like a threesome just to be in a lift with for like three floors (laughs) no no thank you okay (laughs) Well, anyway. Sorry, this pina colada, of... for all it being weird, it is 10.1%, so even stronger than a normal mega. Oh, wow. Um, maybe that's because they took the bubbles out and made a room There's for more that. room for booze. More room for alcohol. I'm quite enjoying um, this. It's not bad. If you like pina coladas. I hate it. Yeah. It's just really sweet. It's really sweet, <laughs> but it's kind of... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to drink it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll drink everything, probably. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's Friday, you know. It is. Um, so, but he met unlike Elon Musk, so unlike uh, you, the Brandenburg government really <sighs> loves Elon Musk. They are balls deep in their <laughs> love for Elon Musk. And he met with he. So 
he met with the um, state premier of Brandenburg, a man his called. Name I should probably know. No, he's not. Fair. You don't need to know his name. He's called Voitke. Voitke. He's not important. So anyway, Elon he Musk, for him. people who don't know, is trying to build a big old Tesla factory right. in uh, Grunau, which is a very nice area. Yeah. So he's building a factory there, and the government of Brandenburg is very excited about this factory. And that when he came to visit, he did like a surprise visit this week. He's here. He's here now. They oh. they did they all did meetings with him. Voitke did meeting, and the the um, labor minister of Brandenburg, the labor and economy minister of Brandenburg, met with him, and he did like a really um, sycophantic tweet. <laughs> where he said like thank you he did it in english he said thank you for coming with your you and your great family because he brought i mean brought to be fair like yeah. i would imagine that maybe for a lot of people like a tesla factory would maybe represent like a lot of jobs and things does it oh Is yeah that, i it's think very um, good. i mean yeah they, but it's just like, elon musk gives me the absolute boke like i think this idea that he's gonna he and his electric cars are gonna be the savior of fucking humanity <laughs> makes me sick yeah Speaking, but yeah, if yeah. you want, yeah, it's probably pretty good for Brandenburg. I don't know. It probably is, yeah. It's not so good for, you know, the environment, I imagine. No, nothing's good for the environment. We might as well just give up on that. But I, I might even to... stop caring about the climate because <laughs> what's the fucking... It's just going to be like people with like... I, I don't want to say CD collections because I'm literally sitting in front of your <laughs> CD collection. <laughs> but, you know, at some point we're just going to have to be like... Pff, Remember when we used to actually care about that, and I would just accepted it. That yeah. it's apologies. I keep rambling. I'm no, I wanted to. Not... What I was trying to get to was the gaff. <laughs> was trying to get. To oh the yes, gaff. yes, yes. So he did a gaff. I mean, last year because he met, they did a, like a photo op outside the um, the factory, and can I guess what he did? And I mean, last year started talking in English to um, Elon Musk. And was the gaff English language related? Well, yeah, because he, he asked um, he asked Elon Musk whether he thought hydrogen um, battery cars were better than electric cars or something. And the fact that he's standing outside a big factory for electric cars would suggest this is a, a foolish question to ask Elon Musk. But that is and, exactly um, the kind of question I find that people in those kinds of positions and that kind of thing say because they're just like oh this will be a funny joke because he makes electric cars and they never think like they never have to think about kind of because the world is built up or has been in the past so that no one offends them or says like rude things to them about their job yeah. because they're always in they're always the most powerful person the almost the most powerful demographic in the room uh, and old, people always laugh at their jokes old Men always say, not, oh, I, sorry, I don't mean, I mean, men from a certain social milieu, usually white, usually straight, always Western, in my experience. I'm sure they're in lots of other places, but I just haven't been to those places where they just get to say like hilariously inappropriate things and everyone just has to like laugh along. Mm. Like that was just, yeah, well, he was and just yeah, rude he... things, things that are rude. Yeah, it was socially inept and yeah it was um, rude but they don't ha they don't and, have to learn manners and elon musk just sort of laughed at him he kind of guffawed in his face and he said, but oh. not in a laughing long way in a like <laughs> dude i can't believe you just said that to me way sort of yeah for the I one mean. and only time are you listening elon <laughs> well done elon dear lord yeah what's the coverage saying about that oh they just 
said, oh, doesn't, isn't Armin Laschet a bit of an ass? He really is. But is this having, like, is it just going to be yet another, oh, isn't this person a, this, isn't this conservative leader a hilarious arse, but why don't we fucking vote them in anyway? What well, are we thinking? What are we, what are we polling? Well, well, Whoa, according oh, to the oh, Zontag I like saga, that tone. I like that change in tone. Let's go. What are we polling? Uh, the latest poll, which came out, um, well, there are different. So there are different ones. Like, so the, the the one that got people very excited was Emnid and Forsa from the 11th of August, a couple of days ago, which had the CDU, the SPD, and the Greens all within four percentage points of each other. <gasps> All between nineteen and twenty-two percent. Um, That's exciting. Which is, which is very, which is obviously means that the race is tightening, and this is probably because the candidates for the CDU and the Greens are not particularly popular, and the <laughs> candidate for the SPD, just by because he's not either of those two people, has come off quite well. Get in there, Olaf. <laughs> uh, Olaf, Olaf Schultz, the current finance minister, he I- he was he kind of managed to preserve his dignity. While visiting the, um, the managed not to make a holy show of himself whilst going to see grieving and devastated people. Oh, by all means, let's hand him the fucking reins to (laughs) Europe's biggest power. That's well, he is already finance minister, so that seems like a reasonable. (laughs) So he, so a lot of people can kind of the and the SPD is is uh, very united now behind him, even though he's like. He's like the, the the most the furthest to the right of the SPD you can get without you know starting to be in the CDU. He's like he's like right in the center. He's like the way that Merkel is like as far to the left of the CDU as you can be without <laughs> still being in the CDU. You'd have to you know like still on the he's sort we're of, totally fucked spectrum of the political spectrum yeah. because really. Desperate so, times, lads, calls for a massive swing to the yeah. left, and we're not getting that, are we? Like if Schultz was the leader of the CDU, he would already be chancellor. They would, or he would be like ten points ahead. Yeah, but because he's the head of the SPD. He's like everyone's like, yeah, but what about your party? Because you know they're a bit too. We're not sure about. They're those. right in the middle, and also yeah. who knows the SPD? They can change on a dime. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, turn on a dime. Turn on a dime. Yeah. So that's that's the main reason why the the race is tightening and um, the 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 Greens are just one point behind the CDU and the SPD are just two points behind the Greens. So, well, um, yeah. I and, think um, it is getting exciting. It's always kind of you know fun to enjoy the spectacle as well. All the election posters I feel went up in the next last week. Yeah, there's there's a certain day when they're allowed to go up. Well, very exciting. It was last Sunday. Some of them are truly, truly awful. Francisca Giffey, who we talked about previously, looks like Professor Umbridge, as my colleague pointed out. She's got like this kind of... Who's Professor Umbridge? From Harry Potter. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. People people maybe understand. It's a... Yeah, she just looks like a sort of like lacquered American mom from the late sort of... 1950s, 1960s, kind of like really like a hairdo, and she looks awful. Like <laughs> I do not know who did that to her, but it, it's um, not good. Well, I live in like a completely commie area. All all my all the posters that I see in my area are all just either linker or SPD or 
actual communists. Like the, the Marxist-Leninist yeah, uh, revolutionary party. They've dropped the lev- revolutionary, I think. Well, I, the, the DKP. Oh. I, there's a poster outside my Spiti of, um, it says, here are our crisis managers, and it's got pictures of Marx and Lenin and Engels. On the lads. <laughs> that could like, also be their campaign slogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter that they died a century ago and more. I mean... But um, they're it, just like, these, you know... It's, it's all like capitalism is the crisis. Yes, That's all yes. The I, I live next door to the Marxist-Leninist folks. And they're very nice. And there's a, a man who I think lives above the one, but he's always kind of stopping me to talk in that way of men of a certain thing. And I'm just kind of, I, I don't actually get, I'm like, I'm not allowed to vote. And he never goes like, well, let's talk about that. That's the thing. I just get a lecture about like oh, left-wing yeah. politics. I'm like, mate, I'm like already basically a communist, but I can't <laughs> fucking vote for you. So maybe we want to talk about your policy on that. So I was talking about the global whatever. Yeah. But yeah. 26th of September. And it's a big one for Berlin, isn't it? Oh, yeah. If you're a Berliner and you're German and you're over 18, so that's like that's already um, only like, about half of the people here. Yeah, but weirdly, about <laughs> 10% of the people that I actually <laughs> see on a weekly basis. <laughs> so if you're all of those things and you're, and you're not in prison or something, um, you, can, you will have six separate votes. In the in which the which 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 oh can I guess them? Okay. So there's the candidate list and the party list for the Bundestag wahl. Yes. Candidate, we're gonna um explain this at some other point before the elections because I don't fucking <laughs> understand. Um, uh, so we I think we can do a special. Maybe we can go to the Bundestag and look at it. Oh yeah. And record okay. there. Well, we can't do that. That would be crazy, but it would be fun to go. Anyway, candidate list, party list for the Bundeswahl. Candidate list, party list for the, like, mayor and the Berlin parliament. Yeah. Volksabstimmung uh, for the Deutsche von Enteigen. Yes. Should Megan get some presents? <laughs> or is BER actually worse than both Tegel and Schoenefeld combined? And we should shut that shit down and go back to the way the things were. That is, well, there was a, a referendum a few years ago. I for remember keeping Tegel open. Yeah, but um, even though it won, they decided to show it anyway. Well, because we can't, because you know businesses and stuff. Um, <laughs> because businesses and stuff. You got one more vote. This is the one vote that you can vote in. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the one <laughs> I, I forgot that. Sorry, the Bezirksversammlungen. Yeah. Your uh, Bezirk, your your area. So I can um. I can vote in Neukölln. I'm really excited. For your local council. Yeah. People who are European citizens, or European Union citizens, sorry, get to do that. Yeah. And you only have to be 16. It's like slightly lower. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I must tell my students. Yeah. So um, uh, you don't have to register. People might be wondering that if they're new to Berlin and they haven't done this before. Yeah, but you should you, automatically get a um, yeah, you get the voting a few slip. weeks before yeah. you get that to the re- address that you're yeah. registered at. Yeah, um, and it's very exciting, and you can go to your polling station. Mine is just around the corner from me in Neukölln. It's always like a yeah. like a really cool mix of people. And you there. can vote early as well. You can also vote by mail, or you can yeah. um, you can just vote 
and take your ballot to the directly to I guess the Rathaus <laughs> and just say can you keep this for me till can election you? day yeah or well even, that's nice yeah well um, yeah um, and that's it so that's that. that's very exciting we've gone a whole episode without mentioning the c word which i did want to bring up just because if you haven't managed to get a vaccination yet you can totally do it at lots of different places oh yeah it's a free-for-all now it's a free-for-all there's like they're doing party nights like lange tag der impfung at arena and various other things walk-ins you can drive through ikea yeah and you don't have to show your like if your if your residency status is that we shall we say up in the air up in the air if you're just having fun with it let's if you just you (laughs) know that is irrelevant no questions asked you can get vaccinated nice so yeah yeah, if you're really confused about it you can you can you can actually just message on on twitter i think and i'll i know i i I was i didn't understand that people don't like know all about it because obviously i've been living and breathing vaccines for months i'm happy to share my knowledge also they're going to stop making they're going to stop giving you free tests yeah in october they decided that this week so Mm. get vaccinated or it's going to be really costly come the middle of October if you want to do any fun stuff and it'll be cold then so no one will be out sitting drinking and dating and touching in the parks and open airs it'll be locked in your house paying money to go to the cinema and then also paying for a test to go to the cinema yeah that would be rubbish that'd be really really sucky so get vaxxed folks okay brilliant thanks thank you that was a great return return podcast I'm very excited by which I mean like really really less excited than when we started but at least i'm drinking i'm not even finished my mango hang on i finished mine so star review for the pina colada you're gonna go with no stars are you <laughs> yeah, maybe one i'll give it one star just for being called shatlers <laughs> yeah shatler's have a good weekend everyone maybe don't go for the shatler's pina colada i've only seen it at um Karstadt anyway so yeah you're not likely that. to go there I love Karstadt more than many things. <laughs> but yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> if you like pina coladas, get caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you like making love,